right. Day 43. Day 43. This is the beginning of week eight uh, in the wow. show. So, yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. Time's flying. All right. It is, man. Deuteronomy 13 to 16. All right, Keith, once again, if you had to sum up Deuteronomy, how would you do that? The purpose of this book. Yeah. So it's basically a covenant renewal, right? right? So God's people are about, right about, right on the brink of taking the promised land. Moses is about to die. He's transitioning it to Joshua, handing the baton off. And God is like, man, let me renew this covenant that I made at Mount Sinai. So what you're going to have is um, this highly structured document and where we are, we're in the thick, like in the middle of it, where he's giving the covenant stipulations, right? So this is how you remain faithful to God's covenant. And this is like practically how the Ten Commandments yeah. are lived out in your redemptive historical time, right? That's like good. in this time period, this is how you live out the commands I gave you. And this is how you remain faithful right. to me when you get into the land. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So as we, um, just ourselves are people that find ourselves continually waiting on what God is yeah. going to do as we're waiting on him to fulfill his plans. Um, this book is just as appropriate for us as we are. Right. Yeah. Mm. Constantly renewing our faithfulness to God and Deuteronomy 13 Um, Just Mm -hmm. starts off with this good little admonition um, just for us to be mindful and to be watchful, right? So Deuteronomy 13, what you're going to see is this same pattern repeated three times. Yo, if a prophet, right, if somebody you respect uh, uh, comes through and does this amazing sign or predicts the future and it comes through, but he uses his words to try to lead you away from from God, don't put Mm -hmm. up with him. And then it's going to go on. If a family member does the same thing, if a stranger does the same thing, and so on and on and on, God is constantly going to call them back to, all right, there aren't just ways in which you need to follow my lead, but there's ways in which you need to have your antenna up tuned uh, to look out for people who are going to cause you to follow uh, their lead to somebody else that we have this responsibility to make sure that no one is leading us away from the Lord. And God's got this kind of zero tolerance with it. And so the best way that I can think to capture this, and I think the one guiding thought to take us uh, through the rest of the, this day is uh, that we shouldn't try to domesticate right, what God has told us to destroy. Right. That's good. God is saying that, Mm. yo, people trying to lead you away from God and from your love and faithfulness to him um, is like a lion. Right. And you don't like don't think that Mm. you can raise a lion from a cub and keep him in your house. Eventually, it's going to turn on you. You can't domesticate that. And so there has to be this kind of zero tolerance because we live in a world where there's constantly things people that we respect, people that we don't know, people that we love um, that are fighting for our allegiances. And we have to be diligent about remembering what God has done in human history. Yeah. Yeah. I think the word, man, that comes to me when I look at chapter 13 is like discernment. That's it. Right. So it's like a prophet, but even somebody in your own like family amongst your own people. So like the apostate, he's saying like, if somebody's turning away from the Lord, 
I don't care how much you love them, respect them. That's it, dog. But if even but it, and they're doing miraculous things, and you like, yo, this is uh compelling, right? right? But if he turns away from the Lord, like that, there's no, that's like you said, no tolerance. No for that. tolerance. Yeah, I think, a wise um, man once said, "Sometimes yeah. it be your own people, dog. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it be your own, be people, your own people that'll turn you away." Yeah, and it's just. And it's amazing how God, he may seem a little harsh at the end of 13, but God is like, no, this, this not only could affect you, but it could affect the whole community. Right. So that's why we have to purge the evil from among the community. So it's a, man, you even look at the gospels and you see Jesus reserves some of his harshest words for the respected in the community that are yeah. coming to these conclusions that are going to turn people away from God. And Jesus yeah. is saying, all right, no, no, no. This is not the time for me to be meek and lowly when it comes Honestly. to people that are trying to turn you from God. Like I've got to be strong and bold and courageous and brash and mm. forthright. So, yeah. That, that's super good. Yeah. Yeah. Four, 14, you know, um, the author, uh, Moses, slides into just the food laws. We've seen this in Leviticus 11. And then he goes um, kind of into the tithe. And one of the things I think um, the text is trying to show us again, Deuteronomy is an exposition in this section of the Ten Commandments. And again, we know this, this principle all throughout the Old Testament is that God's people are to be holy, which means set apart, mm -hmm. right? And so this would set them apart. This is how they would uh, not uh, bear the Lord's name in vain, right. right? They're going before these nations yeah, and they have to... Uh, uh, their character and their conduct would set them apart right. how they lived and that would be their way of bearing the Lord's name faithfully. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it's it has a um, missiological, right? The missional aspect of them bringing other nations to the one true God, right? Had to do um, and was compelled by what they did in their everyday life as well. Uh, that's... Yeah, yeah, that's so good because even at the end of Deuteronomy 14, right, verse 28 and 29, um, mm -hmm. helps us see that this tithe is not just a like tax, right? So God's going to mm -hmm. say, nah, right. give me the first tenth. And then God's saying, no, you enjoy the next tenth in my presence so that you're reminded that all good stuff comes from me. But then at the mm -hmm. end, God's going to say, but make sure that if you have more than enough, you share that with the poor. Right. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of the hinge point that takes us to 15. And I love the point that you brought out about this being a missiological document aimed at the mission of God, because even the way that God tells his people to mm. operate within the context of debts, slavery, justice, all of that stuff, it's something that is unique. So, so chapter mm. 15, right. And we spend all the time in books like these looking at the obscure food laws and why can they eat this and why can't they eat that, that we miss out um, on the obvious. So a principle is, all right, there's going to be a lot of things in the Bible that are obscure. Uh, don't let that crowd out the things in the Bible that are obvious, right? And one of the things that's obvious right here, um, yeah. one of the things that's obvious right here is, you know, God saying, nah, Cancel debts. Y'all set yeah. slaves free. Yeah. And these acts of justice are these, uh, uh, they're, they're an example of worship 
to God. And the thing that's pulled out here is, look, this type of justice work doesn't happen anywhere. Mm. No other culture yeah. does it like this. This is something mm. unique and special to where when people come amongst the people of God and they see, yo, y'all are so generous with the poor. Every other culture that we live in sees the poor as a problem and tries to get them out, but y'all bring them in yeah. and take care of all of their needs. Yo, every other culture is trying to make a dime off of somebody else, but y'all loan generously, and then you even forgive debts, right? Yeah, yeah I love chapter 15 so much. So God's like, all right, look, Debts get canceled on the seventh year. So don't be stingy, right? In the sixth year, right? Right. So it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, <laughs> ah, nah, well, I'm gonna loan you this money, but I'm gonna wait until the clock resets so that I can be sure I can get as much back. And God's like, no, listen, I've got you. Be generous. And I think when the people of God are generous like God is, not only does it reflect God's goodness and make God smile, but it causes onlookers to come through and to say, yo, there's something different about this God and this community.